Lana's gone now. She's and one with the wind. This is what happens when Grumpy Smurf gets really mad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh. now, I'm, just, I'm just dead because that pun. No, no, no. It rolled on. It landed on a five. And then oh, she did. smacked it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a five. Because it was a naughty die and a bad die. so weird go to Denny's with your days like, I'd do it sit the man like I like that you? your first choice of restaurant was Denny's, Denny's. <laughs> this is gonna be a long couple of episodes yes it really is <laughs> chapter 99 the road to Faramans. okay so in the last episode we Bad you thing. guys were once again inflicted upon the plane of nothingness by Lowal, and you guys were given a puzzle to get out of it. Uh, last time you guys had to kill each other, that was kind of fun, but this time you actually had to set um, four statues upon pillars in the proper order in order to get out. And what did you guys finally figure out? The DM sucks. <laughs> no, that's already known. What did you figure out? It was alphabetical, but it was a play on words with the letter C and the C that was represented by the god of Malamanop. Not Melandru. Whoa. That's the wrong universe. Mm. But so it was A, B, C is in the ocean, and then D for death. Or D for D for dying. Wow, you don't even know your old god. That's not his god. It's not my god. They broke up. They said your old god. He forgot my anniversary, didn't bring me chocolates. That's it. We're done. He visited my best friend instead of me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, no one, your eyes flutter open. You find yourself at the top of the, the rise, um, and it is just a scene of abject destruction around you. The blast of Orlana's self-destruction basically just leveled everything in a several hundred foot area. I mean, it looks like a, a, literally a bomb went off. Uh, the trees are flattened in a radial pattern. Um, and up to where you guys are, I mean, there's still broken branches and things like this, but you guys were thrown a good 40 feet. Uh, obviously, you took some damage from flying bits of wood and the, and the actual uh, shock itself. And uh, you guys, uh, you look a little bit worse for wear. How about our horses? Where are they? Um, or how many pieces are they in? <laughs> That's probably a better question. Yeah, it's it's a collection of, of uh, pretty mangled horses. They're 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 lying wrapped around trees. Um, clearly, necks are broken, backs are broken. Is my horse there, or is it gone? Your horse is gone. Dang it! That means I'll have to spend ten minutes. Yeah, life is tough. Oh. <laughs> what a nice paladin you ride while we walk. I'll remember that. Yeah. I mean, we're not walking yet. Are we even awake yet, or just no one? Right? Uh, no one's awake. I'm going to go over into the blast site and see if, you know, there's like uh, anything left of Norgana. Okay. Um, so why doesn't everybody else give me a uh, check there, the constitution? See how. 22. 19. 12. 6. Okay. Adri seems to be pretty badly out, but um, Cotter? 
you uh, you you kind of wake up and you see um, Noan heading down the hill to the basically the center of the of the scene of destruction at the base of the hill there. Oh, look at how much he cares. I'm looking for a wayward magic item she might have. I don't care. She doesn't. Have and you actually find um, a shallow crater right in the middle of the the ground there, uh, but there doesn't seem to be any sign of her or you know most of the zombies were just shredded so thrown no, in all directions no ring no jewelry nothing dang it just a crater but from the top of the hill i just see him like kneeling at the explosion site head down well i'd be more like just kind of kicking it with my foot i mean i wouldn't get dirty <laughs> i think we're already dirty well yeah, more dirty filthy. i'm not gonna go crawl in the dirt like some people So, bummer. So I make my way up. Okay, and what are you doing while he's uh, kicking the dirt down there, Cotter? I don't know. Am I awake? Yeah, you can be awake now. Okay. So your eyes flutter open. You, you see Cotter just kind of looking dazedly down at, uh, at uh, Noan, kicking dirt in a crater in the middle of the uh, scene of destruction. Well, that was... Unexpected. I look really look forward to destroying that thing. Adri still unconscious? No, I'm, just, I'm just dead because that pun. Hey, anyone have a bowl of warm water? <laughs> <laughs> I create water. No. <laughs> yeah, Adrian and Arlen are still out, but um, I'm gonna. Arlen, your it. your eyes kind of flutter open. <laughs> I'm gonna take two minutes to swap out a spell. Literally two yeah. minutes, and then when I'm when you say so, I'm gonna cast prayer of healing. Okay. So I'm making my way back up. Sounds good. Clearly yeah, you 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 make to the top of the rise about the time that uh, the prayer of healing goes off. And what what happens in prayer of healing there, um, Kraval? What what does that look like, and and what does it do? It sends out a wave of healing energy. Um, in a dome-like pattern out for me it's uh it's like being if you ever sat in a park and you've uh in the shade and you get that sudden breeze we get the warm air but it contrasts with the cooler air of the shade and you're just like mm -hmm. that feels really nice it's that that's the feeling you get and uh everybody will get come on double ones just to last oh wow um 19 points of healing sweet and since we took 16 points of damage. Well, I'm see, it might be a little bit more. The, I know it's 2d10. I just don't know. If don't think might. it would matter. I don't, yeah. think, I don't know if my casting monitor. Everyone took 16. So. Mm -hmm. I just rolled really well. Give me this. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll let you have it. Thank and, you. You know, Good job. As, as, as I kind of do, I kind of reach up and I feel that one of my horns seems to be broken. Yep. It seems like uh, one of them was sheared clean off by the, yes. uh, the blast. It's twenty-two. You could probably get a restoration spell to put it back in. Hey, at least it's just not, sort of mm, goal with it's it. It's not what restoration. Or you could take the other one off and just be Hellboy. One of the two. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just uh, so have one horn. Yeah. So everybody kind of shapes up a bit. Adri, you you wake up on the ground. Arlen and uh, and Cotter, you're a little less stunned. And Arlen, um, the quarterstaff's still in your hand. Mm -hmm. and you look over and you realize that it isn't rope that's wrapped around it uh -oh. 
apparently Orlana cut off about a foot of her braid, her golden braid, and wrapped it around there before she gave it to you. Let's clone her. <laughs> can you resurrect We can re- from we reincarnate from that. I can, and eventually I could. Let's keep it. No, let's, let's just let her rest. Let's keep it. We don't need to bring her back. More food for the rest of us. I'm not at the level that I can do that yet, no. That's be a long time before I have the, have the ability to do that. Well, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that sucked. But we have a mission to do, so seeing as our horses are now... Well, actually, we could slice them up and have horse steaks tonight. Who's hungry? <laughs> no? Nope. Slackjot as usual, the paladin is. Oh, yeah. Is that not a good idea? What, lowdowners don't do that? Yeah, I do. It's kind of a waste. Me. It's right there. Yeah, but we got to keep going. We have a war to stop, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's head, let's keep heading toward the Dwarven Stronghold. We're going to get paid for this. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's going to take you a full another day now that you don't have horses to ride on. Um, so so you're taking off into the, the gloom, or are you going to camp overnight here on the top of the, the promontory? Let's just uh, camp, let's camp up here, yeah. Is it clean up here? I mean, I, to my knowledge, I, we have dead horses and stuff around us. There are dead horses around you, That's and gross. everything yeah, has been blasted to bits. Yeah, yeah I, don't like I, that. I'd like to get away from the dead corpses. And there was a battle directly all around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although that now seems to have been well cleaned. You know, this is as good a place as any. We can just haul the horse parts down. We've got a nice defensible ridge. You can make a horse wall. Now would be the time. Anybody see 300? I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take the DM's good ideas and try to claim them for yourself. Be ashamed, young man. Uh, I'm for one of not for staying here. I'd rather move away for a few hours and then camp. I'd like to get closer to our goal. In the Orlando Memorial Crater is just down below you, so that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Arlen? Let's camp in the crater. Don't be blue. Well, sometimes I can't help that. Or there's, there's yeah, a possibility I could turn blue. Orlana's gone now. She's yeah. one with the wind. This is what happens when Grumpy Smurf gets really mad. But anyways, you always have a piece of her nearby. <laughs> it's stuck in your hair, right here. Stop. No, it's like every hair today, single... gone tomorrow. It's the way life things is. It's just like every other girlfriend you've person, ever had. <laughs> person. It's a student. Stop Who trying had to... this like chaos energy has gone in some unseemly way. Like the girl that we saved from the. Aina, uh, yeah. She blew up her family's house. She blew house. up her family's house. Probably took them all out. Orlana, even though she saved us, like she's gone now. And even like the. Mad magician that like started all of this, he eventually exploded as well. So, Wait, but he he no, we took him out. Yeah, he didn't blow up on his own. He we took him out. If you remember though, the Tabaxi when they showed up, I was he evaporated Tabaxi. into blue. So. so I have I look at you and I say, Lana's tattoo was growing rather mightily before she blew. Let's see your tattoo. Was it? Yeah, it was going. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, out of character, I literally going. did not know she had a tattoo. Yeah, the same, the same it's the same thing. tree thing, isn't was it? Was yeah. it really? Does anyone does anyone else have tattoos? Is this like a thing? We have tattoos. No, I mean Dan Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean your characters. Does anyone else? We have the brand. I have the yeah. sc- I have scars. 
I thought they were tattoos. No, we're brands. We're branded. Oh, I have thought this entire game that those were tattoos. I apologize very much. Never mind. I thought it was some great theme that each person has a tattoo. So, but Orlana's tree, blue tree, was growing. Yeah, and I'm so I'm looking at your. How big is your tree? It's um over like the entirety from elbow to shoulder and wrapped around the bicep. And how how big was Orlana's tree before she went nuts? About the same size. So I'm looking at you. I'm like. Well, do you get a sense that you're losing control of your magic? I don't lose control as much as she did. She, like every single, like like she said, every single time she tried to do any kind of spell, she would lose control. Well, what do you think's keeping you from doing that? I don't know. I I guess I'm more grounded than her. I've I really don't know. I'm going to be watching you closely for a while. I hope you don't take offense. And if you do, who cares? I mean, he cares? That's sort of offense? Okay. Yeah, let's get walking in that, that direction. We're walking towards the destination. It's actually that direction. We're going we to the northwest. Around about, right? We, we already lost time. Something. All right, so we're going to make our... We're starting to walk for a couple hours through okay. the desolate wastes. Well, it, it is full-on dark, um, and Kraval is, like, stumbling into things and hitting his head on low-hanging branches that he can't see in the dark. I cast light. He cast no, light. I don't. I have the orb out. <laughs> okay. Nothing says, hey, bad guys, there's some people here, like, lighting up a torch, but hey, we're good. This is to quote no one the monk, I care not. Okay, so you guys have actually put um, the scene of Orlana's death uh, a couple hours behind you. Um, it's full on dark. That you, um, when you get into clearings between the uh, oak trees, the comet is quite visible in the sky above you. And um, then uh, you guys want to stop for the night or are you just going to keep on walking or what? We should stop. We should stop. Um, I want to walk closer to Arlen and just kind of pull him back from everybody else and just kind of talk to him real quick. Um, Arlen, I'd like to try something with you concerning your tree and your powers. Um, I don't know what it'll do to you or if it'll even affect you, but if depending on what this person did to you, maybe I can either limit it or take it away and you might still get your powers. It could remove your powers. I really don't know. It might do nothing. What were you thinking? Two things. He imbued you with this magical substance, correct? Yeah. I could try to dispel it. What do you mean, dispel it? I, uh, I have an ability now that I can uh, take magical items and either suppress them for a short time or remove them completely, depending on the level of magic that's in there. The other one is a, little, is a much more aggressive spell aimed at taking away taking away magic from people that it was put on them against their will. But again, I cannot say what that will do to you. It, like, mean, it could be nothing, or you could, I could take that tree away, you'll not blow up, you may not have your powers anymore. I mean, like, I've been out here for four months, and then, like, I've 
I would just do nothing. I would have to go like back and start my own farm. We have enough finances. We could, we could, if that were the case, we could do something to get you there, secure you somewhere. And I'd be more than happy to do that myself. You've proven yourself to be a much, a honorable ally that I would not le- just leave out in the wild. I mean, like, I don't, I don't see myself doing that kind of thing because, like, I've been able to, like, not blow up for all intents and purposes. But your tree, but your tattoo is growing. I mean, it's been Her growing. Tattoo, I'm just saying, there's just there is a, obviously a threat. Uh, I can, like I said, I can try it and just see. I just, I'm not gonna. I don't know s- if I want to take that risk. She wasn't as powerful as you, and look what happened to her. Somebody she that was also, somebody that I'm not there. Somebody that grows as powerful as you are becoming does that at the worst time possible. I'm asking if you're willing to chance something on the greater good of Lowell not winning because all of us get wiped out because suddenly you turn blue and go go boom. I'm not really sure at this point. I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Okay. Don't wait too long, because if I think that it's going to happen to you, I'll do it whether you want to or not. Okay. So I'll leave him and kind of ride back up. I think this is a good enough spot to get up camp for the night. Just off the road. We'll set guards. I'm not actually all that tired, so if you all don't mind, I'll take the first watch. I'll take third. I'll take second. I'll take the last. I'll sleep. That's fair. Okay. And everybody who is going to take a watch, let's do some perception checks. So who's first? Me. Okay. So how many do you want? Um, just one. Just one. Doing a watch. It's not horrible. Seventeen. Okay. And actually, roll for me a nature check. Kind of up your alley. It's not up my alley at all. 18. So he told you it was. Yeah. And you um, guys all settle down. Your companions knock off to sleep. And um, you're sitting there, and it's finally kind of quiet. And it's too quiet. The There's still the, the noises of nature, but it's like, the normal scurrying and stuff like that, it's its barely there. Um, and you don't know if it's just because this whole place has been run over by a pair of armies lately. And so all the indigenous wildlife has fled all this activity or if there's something else that's wrong. But Is it's, my it's, dagger going off? It is not. But it, it just seems too quiet. Kind of puts you on edge. Okay. But nothing else happens to you the rest of the uh, evening. Okay. Um, I'll, during, the, during the time I'm watching, I'll just say a quiet prayer for Orlana's soul and then wake up Alistair and lay back down. And, and obviously, following God of War, you are quite impressed that she took an entire army out, essentially, hence by why herself. I'm pra- hence why I'm praying yes. for her. And actually, what, what will you say in your in your quiet prayer? Seeing that you're you're a uh, a war priest, I hate you. 
I can step up to him saying his name. Nawadu, right? Mm-hmm. Nawadu. Uh, um, Nawadu, an unwilling warrior comes to our table. One not born of battle or war, but who found themselves placed upon it. Steadfast, frightened, childish, she stood still with, with honor and dignity. And in the moment when it was most needed, made a supreme sacrifice in the security of your war tribes and people. Welcome her to the table of elders. Counsel her to be patient and open your arms and welcome her to your breast. Know that she is deserving of respect and remembrance and that she walks in the light of conquest and victory. And when you finish that, it's been you know, completely still. There's no breeze or anything tonight. And all of a sudden, there's just this little zephyr that pulses through swirling leaves around you. And you almost get like, almost like an adrenaline surge. Uh, but that's about it. Okay, and I'll wake up. Alistair and lay down. I'll let him know. I, I said words earlier. Hold on. And I just lay down. <clears throat> okay. Then I will... Yep. Give me a perception check. Fifteen. Okay. And actually, you roll for me nature check. Ten. You seem a little uneasy, but you can't pin, pin down exactly why. But nothing seems to happen. And, and in fact, um, like I said, there's nothing seems to go on. Are, do you guys have a campfire when you do this, or you're just... In the dark. I don't think this time we don't no. risk it. I mean, okay. pretty much all of us can see in the dark yeah. anyways. So. so, yeah, you just sit there in the dark and it's just kind of really quiet. How loudly do I have to talk to cast a spell with the verbal component? You could whisper. Okay. Well, I don't know while I'm waiting, summon a horse. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to ride it tomorrow, but summon a horse, have it like follow us around. Okay. And so. You know, all of a sudden, a, a large war charger comes cloppity clopping out of the trees <laughs> and whinnies loudly to you and nuzzles you. Really, Alistair? Hey, I just found it. <coughs> Great, you killed him now. The dust. Yeah. Go back to sleep. Then, as got the horse goes across little your Orlana chest, in your as lungs. you sleep. Oh. You're having way too much fun with this. I'm okay. Related to it. Who's next? I think that was me. So you're gonna wake up? No, you Adrian. took last. So she oh, yeah. no, I'm wrong. Her. No, oh, no, I took third. He's yeah. Oh well. No, no, no he took I, third. Then so I took we're him all, out of order. That's, that's so why I was Europe. going next. So going back to Ireland, being woken by Cotter, Creval, or or did you wake him up out of order? And he woke, I woke him up out of order. Okay, so you kind of realize that. Um. You you're being awakened way too early, so you're gonna wake Arlen. No, I'm gonna do a I'm double up. shift. No, I'm gonna wake him up now. Okay. I think that's what I said. But okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Cotter unexpectedly wakes you up. You were expecting Creval to wake you up. What's going on? Someone can't remember a schedule. It's your turn. Nine. Okay. And roll for me nature check with disadvantage. Wow. Oh, two for two. Let's go. Oh, oh. 
First five one. versus First natural one. 20. Nature as trees. <laughs> okay, so once again, you just kind of feel on edge as if something's wrong, but you can't put your finger on it. And Arlen, um, it's like really, really quiet. I mean, there isn't even a breeze tonight. Uh, you can kind of see the comet up there through the, the branches of the trees that you're in. Um, but you're kind of all there by yourself, just yeah. watching, and it's like way too quiet. I don't really have anything to do. You just sit there? I, I want to start a fire. Oh. Arlen started a fire. I want to start a fire. Attracted <laughs> the orc cords to us all night. Mm. Not like a big one, just like a little tiny. Like, all you know, and honestly, just enough to preserve. In, like, in my my mind, seriously, that's what I think. I see him like just because he's you know he's down. He's really puts a little couple of rocks around and just like Hagrid from Harry Potter just points his wand at it and, mm. and just a little fire. Or he just explodes in a sixty foot fireball and kills us all. So a little fireball that would be the most exciting killing. thing that's happened all day because it's like the next There's day now. There's a fireball spelled side with of fire, campfire. Yeah, party members blowing up side of that. That was but. yesterday. No, that was yesterday. Okay, yesterday. <laughs> it's a new day. Still, still the 24 hours. Yeah, <laughs> dawn hasn't new happened world yet. To blow up. Gosh. Okay, so you um, put together a quick fire ring and pile up a little bit of kindling and, and start a small fire. Just so like there's some noise. The sun yeah. will blow up. Tomorrow. Just Can someone please wake up, Adrian? <laughs> the fires died down mostly. It's just embers by the time you wake up, yeah. Adrian. Yeah, but Adrian, you do wake up and and wood smoke greets your nostrils, which is a little alarming to begin with. But you quickly realize that Arlen's been playing pyromaniac and Yay. started a started a little campfire there. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so I'm awake now. Yep. At least Arlen wasn't playing the ukulele. That would be annoying. Yes. What if I was playing the banjo? That'd be fitting. Yes. <laughs> okay, so give me a perception roll. Do you want me to use the same roll that I used when you first said everybody roll perception, or can I roll again? Oh, why not? Okay, yay. Because <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> oh my god, it's exactly the same! I'm <laughs> <An> eight. <laughs> I don't okay. take the problems with the so dice. 18. No, no, no! It rolled on. It landed on a five, and then oh. she smacked it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a five because it was a naughty die and a bad die. Okay, uh, roll for me, nature with disadvantage. No, not that one. There is wow. Grass there's on a the nineteen. Ground. Four. Okay, so once again, uh, you know something's just off and it's got you on edge, but could be the black dragon breathing down your neck. You, oh. do, you can't really uh, pin your, your, you know, down exactly what's going on. You know, that blast really knocked you senseless, man. Maybe if we blow her up again, it will reset things. Don't feel that the last time we played, I had the exact same problem. <laughs> I couldn't roll above I six, just got so. these new dice, too, and I'm, I'm just really well, bummed. You haven't, you haven't infused your being into them yet. Maybe no. you broke them in properly take, yet. take them out, buy them dinner, <laughs> have a few drinks, it'll be okay. It'd be so weird. Go to Denny's with your dice. Like, I'd do it. Sit them out. And like, I like that you? your first choice of restaurant was Denny's. Denny's. <laughs> I was like, he's single, ladies. <laughs> it's, my, it's cheap. It's like 
you can go at three in the morning. I don't think my dice morning. would appreciate He's a college student. I took them to Denny's. <laughs> my, my dice would like yeah. the Grand Slam breakfast. <laughs> you, can, you can get them the kids' pancakes where they put like the I'd like baseball. A, like, I'd like a syrup. chocolate malt with Cut two straws, please. Like yeah. You got to remember, Owen spends like 12 hours a day at school, so he only knows stores that are open that yeah. late. That's, that's yeah. fair. Hey, man, what's better than, D- than D&D at D's? You know? Mm. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> he rolled poorly. <laughs> so, that's it? Okay, so yeah, it's, it's just unnaturally quiet and you don't see anything until about dawn. Um, <laughs> what do I see at dawn? <laughs> the black dragon, we yeah, already said. Light coming up in the east. Okay. Creeping <gasps> over the top Exciting. of the mountains. Is it a reddish hue? Uh, actually, it is a little bit. There's a bit of a, a cloud covers moved in overnight, and um, it's uh, you know maybe pretending, portending, not pretending, portending a uh, a bit of weather uh, to come, come tomorrow. Get our spell slots back and everything. Yep. Anyone hey. who needs to roll hit die can do that. Hit dice go back. I think everybody smacks for my spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it would be cool if we fought some zombies or something. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd like another 200. So, um, there's a war horse where there wasn't used to be one. No, no, I sent it away. <sighs> Why'd you summon it? Just to wake everybody <laughs> so, up in the middle of the night. So that it can come back later and I can reset Kribal my spell. stretches, pops, <laughs> eats some dry rations, walks behind Alistair, pops him on the back of the head, keep walking. <laughs> can you dispel if you that summoned attribute it, on If him? you summoned it, you might as well use it. You realize this, right? Well, you, y'all are getting to get angry at me. I'm not angry, I'm gonna, just saying. I get angry if you're riding you the horse. You get angry if the wind blows west instead of east. That is true. But more angry if he's not sharing the horse. Wind blows west at... Night? Oh, Lord. don't remember. So, walking, how far are we from the Dwarven lands of Dwarvenness? So, you are basically a full two days walk away. Uh, one second here? Hey, we could double march. We could fast run, yeah. Yeah. But like, how if we, if we pushed it, we just like went for distance? We might get an exhaustion level or something, but eh, who yeah. doesn't? You, get, you um, give it a try. So, you're just going to put the head down and, and uh, you know, force march, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I okay. think so. I'd rather ride the horse then. Do it. Fine, you could ride, ride ahead if you really horse. want to. Jeez. You could probably get there in a day if you ride rode ahead. Why don't you ride and get it all yeah, warm for us? Yes. And, and oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Scout, scout out. Make scout sure that there's no enemies horse? and then fight them all yourself so we don't have to. Okay, that sounds like fun. I'll try it. Okay, so you're going to ride ahead of everybody then? Sure, I guess. Okay. Um, singing paladin. The palabard. So the... Uh, Cutter, um, you know, starts out distancing a lot of you on his horse very, very quickly. And um, Cutter, everyone's just barely out of sight behind you when you come around a bend in the uh, road and there's a barricade across the road. Nice. Um, they're, you know, carving logs with points basically have been set pointing down the road that have been lashed together. Uh, with ropes to basically form a, a, a wall of spikes that pretty much proof against any charge of, of a uh, cavalry or something like that. Could there be horses as part of this wall? No. <laughs> There's one Shetland pony holding it all together. I love Shetland ponies. I know. Who doesn't? And mm. you can hear voices coming from behind the, the wall. Have I been noticed? 
Um, you notice that the pitch and, and volume of the voices goes up when you appear around the corner. Okay. And the crossbow bolts in you are an indicator that you've been seen. Hey, who's that half-elven hearing? What do you hear? <laughs> I'm going to advance a bit closer, see if I can start communication with the barricade. And um, a voice comes from behind and says, Halt! He goes there. I knew it. <laughs> I'm Arthur, King of the Britons. <laughs> That's what? I'm Arthur, King of the Britons. Oh. I'm Sir Cotter Fraser. King of the U. <laughs> I'm an emissary from Porta Magnum. Yes. Porta Magnum. They say, You don't look like an emissary. I have to wait. I have to say it. If we're investigating from that, are we Magnum P.I.? Oh, God. Actually, don't you? Doesn't he have the heldry? Because then, yeah. the, then the Baron gives heldry to show it's, that it's who we were. It's, it's because of you that the, the DM but we have ruined like us with that part. Shield so design that, man. or something like that, right? You, you, have, you have your family's crest on your shield. <laughs> but, okay, was it all in the horses that got blown up? Yeah, pretty much. Try to do I was thinking have a that. horse okay. liver rampant. <laughs> <laughs> I have a horse intestine baltric. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> so what do you say, Sir Knight? Not much. To the people who hate you. They don't hate me. They don't hate them. They just hate yeah. what and I represent. You guys come around the corner and there's Cotter about halfway between you and a barricade in front of the road. Cotter, what are you doing? Why is there a barricade? Because there's a war on. Well, thank you, moron. <laughs> uh, it was easy rhyme. Easy rhyme. <laughs> so, sometimes the easy one isn't the best one. That's <laughs> good. We uh, encountered some trouble on our way here. I'm still talking with the... You're talking to a wall. Yes. No, there are people behind the wall. Do other people? Do I see people behind the, on the wall? Give me perception. Actually, investigation at this point. Mean they're not there. Why would it be investigation? Because <laughs> you're actually searching for it, and not just feeling it. Nope. No. Wh- whoever it is, they're short enough that they're behind the wall and you can't see them. Which would track with dwarves. <laughs> is there someone over there? Yes. I mean, he just said that there were, but okay. This is this is Alistair. We the the voices dismount. And approach. Uh, I'll dismount and approach. Okay. And um, I guess that's good. And kind of a, you can see a ladder, you know, is propped up against the backside of the the thing. A a dwarf in uh, heavy armor, heavy scale, um, you know, pops up there. And then about a dozen more appear with crossbows Ah. all aimed at you. Um, And you can see the points of several long spears. Um, so apparently there's even more behind that have just been rallied. And, and it says, show me identification. I have a ring. Can I yes, it? you oh. do have a signet ring. Yeah. He says, what is your business here? I'm trying to think of. Report a magnum. He knows all this. Yeah, I know that. I'm trying He's to think forgotten. of how I want to say it. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> F, F. Put F at the end. It's all medieval. Oh, Lord. Go for it. 
I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm walking out. I'm looking at Carter who's trying to formulate his re- formal no, reply, no. and I'm looking up at this dwarf, and I'm looking back down at Carter. <laughs> You're looking up at the dwarf? <laughs> You're the dragonborn. He's up top there, though. I'm looking. I'm assuming. No, he crawled over. Oh, oh he's, I'm looking down at the yeah. dwarf, and I'm looking at But you're Alistair looking up at about uh, a dozen other dwarves with crossbows looking No, right I'm not. I'm actually pointedly ignoring I'm looking at the one down here. Are you saying anything? I want to say something to the effect that we're, like, bringing... Like a diplomatic message, but in a way, that's, that's a great way to say it. I, right I, I, I literally reach down, grab no, Alistair's no, no. hand, Alistair, hold it up. Alistair knows what he's doing. I'm the one who doesn't. Okay, reach down, <laughs> grab Carter Alistair's hand, hold him a finger ring, and tell him, "We come from Port of the Magnum with an emissary mission for the Dwarven King." And I'll say it in Dwarvish. You speak Dwarvish. I speak Dwarvish. Excellent. Wow. His, his eyes kind of widen a little bit, and uh, he, he says, "What the hell are you?" In Dwarvish. I'm not going to sit out here and talk to you while I'm... <laughs> what the hell? Has Dwarvish hospitality changed so long in this short war that you're not even going to bring me to your own table with a beer and a tail? No. We, we are common soldiers of the field. We don't have such, such you know, luxuries. I've, well, never no, met what... a, I've never met a dwarf that never had a cask. I had a cask. But we haven't been able to brew in quite some time. Can't get any grain. <sighs> Fair enough, fair enough. And I will s- spell out everything that happened over the last couple of days in Dwarvish to him. And I'm just going to be there real confused why he's suddenly speaking yet another language. I don't is, think I is the Is Dwarvish the same thing like how like no is the same in like English, Spanish, and French? No, it's a totally different language. So, like no, because he's like no. Do we all hear just no? <laughs> the, 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 That's a good question. So it's like, gonna be like, no is like is no in Spanish and no in no, French. I'm gonna, I'm Only gonna roll percentiles and route. see about this because That's, like it, it was just a no, question that popped it, up. It, in it the doesn't, it oh, doesn't it's apparently. different. Okay. okay. I mean, if you heard yet, I mean, you would get, <laughs> you would get it. Mm-hmm. But can we recognize that he's saying no in Dwarvish? Well, do you know Dwarvish? No, we might know a few words. I mean, I had, don't know Russian, but I know have that. Have you ever been to the Dwarven Yet city? means no. Have you ever been to the Dwarven city? Maybe. You would remember going to a Dwarven yeah, city, I, I think. So. I, I don't think, think we you have. would remember yeah. that, yeah. But I wouldn't. Your family never really had any uh, any dealings that dragged you over to that. You Iron look Mountain. down at dwarves, don't you? No, they live in the mountains real high up. Actually, no, they don't. That's the dragonborn. No, they, no, they live on the dra- on the mountain. The they mountain. live in the mountain. Yeah, you just said that they live on top of the mountain. They don't. They live in the mountain. I live on top of the mountain. I thought I said. All right, cool. Okay, <sighs> we okay. Going back to the dwarf, I am Creval of the Snow Owl Clan to the north of the mountains. Who am I addressing? He says. Now I'll switch to comments so they understand. He says, "My name is Sergeant Carney." Carney, and I'm I'm. In charge of this blockade. C-A-R-N-E-Y? K-A-R-N-E-Y. Wow. Well, Sergeant Cardi, was it your kinsman we passed two days hence past? Two days? It's been like a day ago. He says, I got me cousin. Oh, oh, you're sorry. A day, you're right. In the advanced forces, did you see them earlier? Why didn't they stop you? It is with great... Grave tidings, and I must inform you that your brother has been sent under the mountain for the final time. Are we sure about that? Okay. But that if he hasn't seen him, then yes. There has been uh, altercations and a great evil that violated his sacred remains. And he... We, we, we bring grim porta- he, portents. He draws a sword and he points it right at you, Cotter. And he said, if you've had a hand in this, 
Then it would be retribution. Oh yeah, I forgot I'm a half elf. Um, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I for that there was a comma in there that didn't really stand out. What? There's only one right answer here. From that I didn't do. Yes. On my honor, from clan to clan, he had nothing to do with that. What is your portion here? What are you doing here? We bring grim tidings and news, and we are sent as messengers to speak to the king. Baron. From the baron. The baron. No, the baron. To the baron. From it's the baron. The oh, is baron. it two barons? Yes. Yep. I'm sorry. Baron to Everything's baron. Everything's a baron. I'm, okay. Yeah. That is what I'm Including the desert is So you're some sort of emissary? <laughs> some sort of ambassador? Reluctantly, but yes. These you don't look like ambassadors. You look like you've been in back. Are you? Yes, I think we all have been to Hellenbeck a few times. We've all eaten the same dirt and poured the same sweat and blood. And he points his sword back at Connor and says, you know, he's got a signet ring. He does. So I'll, I'll pass the word. And he uh, says over to the walled and dwarvish, you know, fetch a ladder. And they kind of tilt the ladder up and over. He says, cross the barrier. Go make camp out over there. I'll find out from what we need to do. Fat enough. I can just climb. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna take climb the ladder. Too. Take the ladder. I'm just gonna climb like right next to the ladder can and get there over before you guys do, because it'll be funny. Like, well, I mean, probably do eventually. Do we have yeah. any alcohol in our supplies? Not, I mean, not that travel fruit rations. must have fermented. That's not what I'm looking for. All right. No. We Orlana must have had it because she blew up big. Okay. So wah, wah, yeah. wah. I'm gonna like send my All horse right. off and like try to have it so, find me on the other side of the wall. Okay. Up and over, set up a halfway tent camp thing. And you see a runner um, go get on a, a pony and take off down the road. Well, get comfortable. They'll be here when they're here. And um, are you guys going to do anything during the day or just sit well, just allowed get to comfortable? Do? Yeah, what I mean, are, are we under They guard? told us to camp. I'm assuming we're under guard. You are definitely being observed. They've got a couple of dwarves. You know, with long spears and one with a crossbow, just kind of, kind of hanging out in clear view of you. I mean, you, you guys aren't exactly under. You know, you're not in bonds and chains, but at the same time, they're 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 definitely keeping an eye on you. What is uh, what's the name of the town we're going to? The city we're going to again? Iron going Mountain. Fairmonds. Yeah. Where is it? Holding Fairmonds. 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 Iron Mountain. Call out to the guards. They still play Stonehammer in Fairmonds. And they just kind of ignore you. Ah. Have you been there before? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you got to remember, he was in a caravan as a guard. So, you know, I'll just sit there, do some katas, do some meditation. <laughs> no one's <laughs> dancing again. Are we there long enough for my horse to make it to us? Oh, my Lord. Um, you hear a whinny in the distance. Yeah. And then a thud. <laughs> and it just kind of canters up it can only and, and gives you a nuzzle. It a straight line, so yeah. it... <laughs> No, it's a horse. It can only go two spaces forward, then one space <laughs> left or right. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> See what you did there? God. I'm so proud of you. It hurt, but I'm so proud Thank of you. you. So how long are we waiting before someone we'll comes here. back for us? Not um, yet, we'll basically, it stretches on into the <laughs> afternoon, and then um, a, uh, another rider, this time riding on a sizable ram, um, comes cantering down the, uh, the roadway and kind of comes to a, a screeching halt. And goes running into. There's kind of a lean-to that's been built next to the, next to the log wall, and and the the sergeant comes back out again, and says, 
Well, you're to be sent to the Iron Mountain right away. Good luck. Thank you. Yes, I see you have your noble rams, but do you have any horses? I'm trying not to talk with a Scottish accent. You're not making it. I know. <laughs> it's really hard. I keep wanting to just jump into it to hear you saying it. Do you have any horses? I said, we're just simple footmen. Fair enough. You can just pick I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to slip left and right just to keep hearing it. Um, just get a pack. So let's go. This is going to be a long couple of episodes. Yes, it really is. Uh, at some point, I'm just yeah. going to give up. Okay. And you guys um, continue on into the evening. And like I said, this was already the afternoon. So you make it about halfway to Faramons. And by this time, you've actually picked up an escort of guards. And once again, dwarves and heavy plate carrying, um, a, you know, there's obviously a captain uh, with a with a sword. But then the rest of them have halberds and uh, then a couple of archers with crossbows. And, uh, you know, they, they, you know they, you hear them talking with the, the ram runner and they're clearly your escort. Um, and it, you kind of kind of half diplomats, half prisoners because they're like filed on either side of you so it seems like it's about the best we can hope for i'm, I'm yeah. eyeing the halberds how are they looking well they're dwarven make so they're beautiful mm. um they don't appear to be magical or anything but they're definitely you know it's dwarves so it's fine fine work and how many are are escorting us you've got um about a dozen we could take them so yeah about a dozen of the uh halbirdsmen um like i said about four of the archers and the captain and you guys, um, like I said, make it about halfway to Iron Mountain, and they pull off. And, and you guys are seeing during the day as you're going towards Iron Mountain, there's just squads of dwarves in military gear going the other way down the road, you know, in 20s and 40s, you know, so an ent entire squads of them. And then every once in a while, some sort of a banging, steaming contraption rumbles down the road, usually surrounded by three or four gnomes. And uh, you, you got the uh, your guard um, drags you off to the side of the road as it goes past, and you, you can't even fathom what these things are, but they sure do look aggressive. So I mean, you've seen many many machines of war before, but this is totally something totally different. In dwarvish, what by a dwarf's beard is that? It's just, it's it's utter gear from the gnomes. They are uh, well, you'll see. You don't want to be on the business end of it. Yeah, I can see that. And they do seem to have a projection with a rather large hole on one side that you can imagine something huge being expelled from. And they're attacking Port of Magnum, right? Right now, it seems like a stalemate in the uh, area between. But yeah, apparently these are headed in the direction of Port of Magnum. So that doesn't seem like it would be great for Alistair's people. No. Yeah. Which is why the Baron wanted you to carry an embassy to Iron Mountain so you can defuse right. this whole situation. So should we sabotage the trebuchets? No. Uh, no. Stand on the side and like not. magically wiggle our fingers. We're I not can under do that. Heavy guard. We're not here to cause a war. We're here to negotiate with your not having a visible magic hand. We have a war coming, Adri. Not with these potential allies. Your dark elfness is coming out. <laughs> No, my chaotic good is coming out. That sounds well, very the chaotic. Yes. Yeah, the chaotic <laughs> part. Well, I'll give you that. There one. can't be a war if there's no weapons. And we still punch each other. There can't be war if there's no people. 
Neutral evil, yes. neutral evil, neutral evil. Okay, how far are we from Iron Mountain? So you guys are about a half a day's travel, but it has come on to full night. And your uh, escort basically um, pulls over to the, the side where there's a, a large meadow. And, um, you know, they, they're all carrying backpacks and things like that. So they start pulling out uh, rations. They make a pretty good-sized campfire, start cooking some dinner. Um, do you guys want to ask for some of their food? Or are you just going to use your own rations? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to ask for some of those, well, but I don't speak Dwarvish, so you would have to. Well, not how ask. good is their trail food compared to our trail food? you got to imagine this is soldiers' food, so you know it's it's not going to be you know, a Porta Magnum feast by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, they seem to be actually making food. I mean, they've got a pot out, and they're making maybe a stew or something, and um, it's... Uh, you know, it's definitely uh, definitely better than hardtack that, you know, the trail rations you guys have. I'm going to walk over to the sergeant. Who's, I'm assuming he's near the pot. Say, that the soldier stew from Iron Mountain? He says, it's what we have in the field. Yeah, I've had it. It smells almost perfect. Yeah. He's like, well, and he bumps cookie hitters pretty good. I can tell. And it's actually kind of an undersized, sort of scrawny-looking dwarf. I mean, now that you've seen him close up, the you know, and the armor is not masking it, but uh, but apparently they like him here because he can cook pretty well. What would uh, his name's Cookie? <laughs> I know you're cooking for your men, and I don't want to take food from their mouths. But what would you take in trade for a serving of that, or he's five a, servings even? He said, "I'll give it to you in the field. We're all brothers in the field, right?" <laughs> and they, they spoon you. out a bowl and hand it to you. So you want anyone for those useless people you brought with you? And by the gods, what the hell is that? That is a giant pain in the arse. <laughs> so he's in charge then. We know Why each other did you well. promote him? <laughs> Why did you promote him? <laughs> no, he's not in charge, thankfully. But he, he's a skilled fighter, but uh, a bit prickly. Kind of like a raging dwarven woman who's uh, not being... Quite honest with her husband. So like hugging a porcupine. Exactly. Yes. I'm speaking all in dwarvish. So I'm going to walk over. Not enough of I'm going to walk over with two bowls, give one to Adrian, give one to Noan, go back at two more. Okay. And I got to say, it smells really good. I mean, it's basically just stew, but it smells really good, especially considering you've been eating trail you know your rations although the rations you were given as ambassadors you know the first day out is all cold meats and and breads and things like that they're a little dirty now a little dirt in there but uh but you know in in uh fresh fruit so the second day you would have been having you know dried fruits and things like that how long were on the road before we met these guys you guys were on the road for a full two days so we probably don't have anything fresh to give them back no okay that's too bad yeah dried fruits okay are you gonna give the stews a try sure Mm -hmm. okay everyone roll for me constitution oh lord Check or save? Um, just regular check. 19. I'm going to do an elimination tourney for my dice first. Because <laughs> <laughs> you might have an elimination after this stew. Yay! I, 19. Okay. And Cutter? Um, 22. And no one? 13. And Tyler? Okay. No one. And, and what'd you get? Uh, 19. Uh, Noan and Arlen, you take one mouthful and you are on fire. 
Oh, but but this like is so food. spicy. Oh my oh, gosh. I like spicy. It's like, oh, no, no, this is not that nice spicy. This is the, I can't feel my mouth anymore All spicy. spicy is nice spicy. <laughs> Especially the ones you get the tingling right in the back of your head that you think is a migraine, but you're like, no, that's actually this, the food. This is like tingling at the base of your spine. So I carefully, <laughs> Perfect. I just carefully as I eat it, chewing it though internally, I'm screaming as if I'm in the bowels of hell itself. <laughs> So it's I'll calmly day. reach over and grab a piece of bread and take a bite so as to sop up some of the spice. And you just hear, like a lemon grad. He's used to it. Good, good, good. I'm fine. Uh, it's a little spicier than I'm used to. Yeah. Ah, toughen you up. Usually, like, be a, we'll make a war leader of you yet. And actually, the captain elbows you, Creval, and says, "Not used to it, are they?" No, he's not. <laughs> I like it. What we need is one of those good. And I know you don't have it. I'll have to see. Like I will see if we can put period somewhere we're in the city. But that good storm and stout you have—that's what this needs. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice in the field? I, I okay, and uh, the sun goes down. <laughs> and uh, are you guys gonna set a watch now that you're? You know, next to this raging campfire in the middle of a circle of armed dwarves. Will nope. the dwarves be keeping watch? It seems like yeah. There's at least four of them up at all times. Maybe I'll, I'll sneak offer to the and see what's I'll going offer on. the sergeant to stand watch with them. I don't think like. that's a great idea. He says, "You rest yourself. You got a big day tomorrow." I mean, you've got a cloak. We could sneak around, and no one would know. Yeah, that's true. You can I mean, pass all, without a trace. We could literally scout. All of scout. your previous sneaking around experiences haven't gone very well. They always do, and she's got yeah. passed without yeah. a trace. Yeah. You remember um, when you I'm did that weird I'm going to take a couple dance. of chunks of beef out of it and rinse them off so they're not as spicy and whistle down for the owl, and mm-hmm. just be a few strips to him. Flutters down. Mm-hmm. He, he bursts into flames. So, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> so now, no, now you have a phoenix instead of an owl. Do sneak around and see what this camp's about? Yeah. He, yeah. he chokes them down. You're going to go with me? Well, you got to remember, we're talking about... You know, about less than 20 people. So, I mean, basically, they form a ring about, you know, 40 feet across. It's not much of a camp. It's not like not like we've got an army camp where you can but sneak from tent to tent. But the captain's got a tent. Nope. They're, um, just, they're just pitching it rough under the stars. They got they wrap up in blankets. And, and uh, like I said, about four of them are up and awake and looking around at all times. I'm going to yeah. sit down. And I'm going to open up my bag. I'm going to pull out a few things, some ensigns, um, prick my palm, mix with bullet in it. A little bit of water, some other little knickknacks, a little crushed powdered bone, and I'm going to do a ritual, and then I'm going to start talking to the owl in a series of hoots, <laughs> and then continue with the secondary ritual, which will allow me to do beast sense, and then I'm going to send the owl out. Okay. And this obviously kind of raises some eyebrows. They're like, you know, they're looking at like, he's talking to the owl? You think he's talking to the owl? I think he's talking to the owl. That's the weirdest thing I've seen. He's talking to the owl? Yeah. And you you send the owl up, and what, do you, what are you going to do? Just... Look out for the camp. I'm okay. gonna start in slow circles. I'm gonna see what's immediately mm-hmm. around and just. It doesn't. I don't think it gives me a range. So unlike you're unfamiliar, maybe I can just see. A hundred feet. Well, I know that was for a familiar, but I'm not totally sure if that's. Yeah, let's for let's find sense. out what beast sense does for you. Well, I know beast. It allows me to see and hear through mm-hmm. them, much like with uh, find familiar. Do you? Oh, look there. C before D. Um. It does go A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. There you go. Beast sense. Concentration <laughs> up to an hour. For the duration of the spell, you can use your action to see through your beast's eyes and hear what it hears. You can continue to do so until you use your action to return to your normal senses. While perceiving through the beast's senses, you gain the benefit of any special senses possessed by that creature, though you are blind and deaf to your own surroundings. Okay. So it doesn't give me a distance. 
so yeah so he starts circling up and and all of a sudden it's like mouse mouse lizard mouse lizard mouse vole mouse <laughs> slightly small dwarf yes mouse no but you he circles up and you Cookie. you get the view from on high looking down at your your illuminated ring of dwarves with you guys sleeping kind of at the center and um it's just kind of the oak woodlands with the road running through it but as he gets higher you notice that there's another campfire there's another campfire there's another campfire and you realize that there's a lot of soldiers afield out here um but that's about all you really kind of notice in the short term for the entire hour yeah okay i mean there's, you know there's a black dragon circling but you know outside of that no yeah <laughs> Well, last thing you see before the before the, the ritual before the ritual is out, you know, I'll just explain or ask the owl to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. And if I see something, anything larger than me, to come back and report. Sounds good. And you, you get the feeling that there might be some mice involved as well. No, that's why I say anything bigger yeah. than me. Yeah, <laughs> it's an owl. It's not that smart. Yeah, yes, it is. Owls are very smart. And doesn't the find it's familiar? It's also a familiar. It's not. A, it's not a no, familiar. It's not a this familiar? is an actual owl. Uh, <laughs> this is not a familiar. <laughs> okay. You can thank him for that. <laughs> and so you guys knock off for the night then. Mm -hmm. And uh, you wake up with the first rays of dawn, um, you know, kissing your faces. And the uh, in the distance there to the west, you can see this large outthrust of rock that sticks basically all the way to the very edge of the mare itself mm -hmm. and kind of comes into a sugar loaf like conical uh, peak up there, which actually in the very tippy top just has the tiniest bits of snow still here. And you realize that that is Faramond's. You guys are inside of it now. And uh, the uh, captain, you know, kicks the rest of the guys awake. They p quickly pack everything up, douse the remainders of the embers of the fire and you hit the road. And uh, within, you know, the, the morning time, around noontime, you actually appear in front of Faramond's. And it is just, like I said, a large conical mountain, an outthrust of the mountains all the way to the edge of the mare itself. And there is a, a roadway that snakes up from the, you know, the, where the road goes around the base of the mountain and squeezes between the base of the mountain and the edge of the mare. <laughs> And runs up into a very large gateway. And as you look up, you can see there's various other like windows into the mountain, various balconies. And at the very tippy top, there's a series of what appear to be chimney openings that curl smoke out of the top of the mountain. Much as I remember. Yeah. Um, so certainly for you, Arlen, um, kind of an amazing sight. You've never seen anything quite like this. Certainly a home of the dwarves. And you are led inside. The uh, captain, you know, basically has several of the guards go ahead and basically just clear the way. And um, you get into the gateway and it just opens up into this vaulted chamber that has to be 100 feet high and is probably half that wide. And standing in front of you is the figure of a dwarf standing there with a large forge hammer held above his head. And you guys realize that this dwarf was cut out of the living rock as they created this chamber. It wasn't a statue that was, that was you know, assembled here, but actually cut out of the living rock. And then you just basically walk underneath it as if it's some sort of an archway. 
and um, then there's as you're going in, there's just a rabbit warren of passages that go off to either side. And then once again, it opens into a large open area. And there are just, you know, an arc of workbenches down one side, an arc of workbenches down the other side that are all just populated by dwarves that are banging and hammering away on things, pouring molten metals. And but right up the middle is this broad avenue that leads into another very ornately carved archway with a couple of golden doors. Um, and standing on either side of those are about a half a dozen dwarven guards in, in full plate mail holding halberds. And the captain seems to be making a beeline for that. And he says, come, you expected. We must not keep him waiting. Following you. And the uh, captain leads you up there and at the base of the stairs that lead up into this uh, archway, he says, well, good luck. And uh, just kind of steps aside. Bow to him. Uh, reach into my pocket and pull out. How many dwarves came with us? There was like about uh, 20 of them. Pull out like five gold coins and press them into the captain's hand for your men. Find something to wet the whistle. Says, Thank you. Do that. And uh, as you guys go up the steps, they kind of evaporate off to one side. And um, as you walk through the gateway, you hear a voice to the side saying, The emissary is from Porta Magnum. And the entire room just kind of goes quiet. And the room is basically a half of a dome. It's basically rounded on all sides as if you just basically took a uh, sphere and quartered it mm. and you're in one. And around the curved back is kind of this ramp-like um, assemblage where there are six really heavily armed dwarves just standing along those walls at attention. And there are a set of stairs that go up about 15 feet and sitting on a throne on top of that is a very large, very fat dwarf that um, you assume must be the Baron. He's got a, a grizzled gray beard that hangs halfway down his chest into his belly, and he's dressed in very opulent, uh, very opulent, gilded plate mail. Mm-hmm. And he, and he looks at, takes one look at you, and he says, "Yeah, I'll hand it to the Baron. He's a clever elf. Yeah, I'll." I'll treat with the likes of ye. And you notice he's only looking at Noan and Creval. And that's where we're going to stop today. So, well, the biggest thing in this one is certainly the uncertainty about poor Arlen. Um, With Orlana blowing herself up, it's just a question of how long will it be before he blows himself up. It's kind of scary, and you can hear the uncertainty in in Owen's voice. 
and I think a little bit of sadness. We had a little talk about it afterwards, and and uh, he said I legit almost cried. Um, so it's kind of amazing how powerful this particular game we play can be. But there we are. We'll just have to see how long Arlen can hang on before something bad happens to him too, if ever. We'll see. But in the meanwhile, the party's made its way to Ferramond. They've actually seen the Baron. He doesn't seem all that happy to see them, though. And we'll just have to see what happens with that in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.